evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Geeks Who Haunt. Tonight, I have another brand new show. I've only really listened to him in the background, uh, like in discords and stuff like that. I, I, he, he is officially the one that had the the porn story I was telling. <laughs> <laughs> I got the right guest on this time. Everybody, it's Seth Decker. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. I. I honestly never knew that you really liked horror because, to be honest, whatever Ulrich does on the internet, I don't really pay attention to. I know that you're his nemesis somehow, but I don't know why. I I would also, <laughs> I, I could I could venture to guess why, but it's not from any direct interactions that I know of. I think it's just uh, our, I think we share half a brain and then the other half like hates the other half. <laughs> the four quarters, I guess. I I'm not sure. He could probably describe it better than me, but um, <laughs> no, not paying attention to the stuff he does on the internet. That's a good move. Uh, I think that's wise. <laughs> I always have to ignore everything he does because it just, I, uh, the eye rolls sometimes. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we again are doing the, I have no idea what's going on. My guest is going to tell me what's going on and we're going to go with the flow. So let me know what's going on, Seth. Oh, absolutely. Um, What's going on is uh, I would really like to discuss the Mothman. Um, I think this is a very appropriate topic for the month that we're in and for the show specifically. Uh, I have a, a a weathered past with the character, and and, and it's kind of like one of the few um, internet history things I feel like I can I can talk about pretty well. So we're going to talk about Mothman. I'm really excited about this. I've only heard about it. Like, okay, I've literally only heard, like, Mothman once or twice, but I have no idea what it is, where it comes from, or anything like that. So I'm actually really excited about this. So so then I guess I would, I'd like to kind of peer into what all you know first, and then we can figure out uh, – I, I might be able to figure out the most interesting places to go along this um, verbal tour that we're going to take. Okay. I know he's called Mothman. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's the extent of it. Do you do you know where he hails from? Do you know anything about the backstory? Any anything no, like that? I just pretty much have always chalked it up to one of those like folk folklore creepy pasta type shit, and that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So creepy pasta. That's a, that's a good uh, helpful word for me there uh, to your to your point of reference. So I'm going to treat this then as if you are uh, new to Earth and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going to explain how we got here. If <laughs> if the reason you came was Mothman. Okay. Okay. So uh, Mothman falls into the grouping of cryptid. Um. However, comma, because I think all cryptids in some way and specifically Mothman and Bigfoot in general have also become associated with the UFO alien community. Um, he, he gets to transcend a little bit out of the, the cryptid area. Um, general cryptid knowledge. Are, are you pretty familiar with the ideas involved in cryptids? No, um, I know nothing i know ulrich and axel tried to do an episode on cryptids and i know about a pair of pants but that's that's it (laughs) okay okay no worries um so so cryptids are like uh 
animals and creatures that we can't prove exist, but exist in our kind of zeitgeist and lexicon as identifiable things. You're very apt in what you said about the folklore aspect that a big part of it is, I think every every major area in the United States has its own specific cryptid. I'm uh, living in Baltimore currently. That's where Goatman is from. Um, I I haven't dove into Goatman fully, but I'm from West Virginia, uh, and specifically the Town Point Pleasant, West Virginia, is the birthplace of the Mothman uh, legacy. Um, mm-hmm. So so cryptids, Bigfoot, Jackalope, uh, Mothman falls into that. Goatman falls into that. You know your your local f- folklores. So Mothman is kind of interesting and different in that uh he 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 kind of transcended into becoming more of a personhood uh as opposed to like bigfoot is kind of like you know like a grizzly bear it's like a creature mm-hmm. um mothman's almost more of a person at this point um and and tldr for anybody that's not going to stick around uh mothman was this creature people spotted for a bunch leading up to a a major bridge collapse in point pleasant west virginia in the 1960s that ended up killing i think 36 people um i I may have to double check that number but uh, a a sizable portion of people died uh very quickly and on the day of the bridge collapsing uh eyewitnesses say they saw mothman flying around the bridge and has never been seen in the town since and has mm. popped up in other places around the world. So, so he kind of oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask. So is he like evil then? Good, good question. Is that kind uh, of what they're thinking? So, so he's definitely an omen of bad things to come. However, uh, the, the, the reasoning for his, his uh, visits, it is not known exactly if it is um, benevolent to warn people or if it is like, hey, I'm I'm showing up in your town to fuck shit up. Um, not clear. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that's uh, hotly contested on. The, I, I've seen people who fall on both sides. I I mean, if I were to buy into the existence of cryptids, I, I'm pretty not there. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't yeah. think uh, I don't personally but i love the stories around them i think the stories are interesting mm-hmm. uh, i i think if it were to exist it's probably a not understandable version of morality from like a different conscious level uh you know what i mean like fourth dimensional or ascended consciousness or you know whatever whatever you ascribe to i think it would be something more along the lines of that like our our puny human brains can't comprehend uh what's happening if it were to exist Okay. okay that's my take um uh, people call him like uh, the angel it's been called the angel of death right. before i keep gendering him but he was something i want to get into later is he was like oddly very sexualized on twitter for like a month oh, um in 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 like a in a in a funny way but um anyways i'm getting ahead <laughs> of myself <laughs> so uh the mothman prophecies is a movie that came out in 2002. Um, I don't. I don't know if it did well. Uh, I'm not. It. It. It's not my favorite horror movie. Uh, yeah. To put it bluntly, it's. It's kind of boring. Um, but it did a really good job of dramatizing like the. Uh, the like eyewitness events leading up to the um, bridge collapse in Point Pleasant, 
and and kind of making the uh, the mythos behind the character um, widely accessible for for people. Um, okay. The 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 movie doesn't go into the more interesting aspects though, um, but I like the dramatization around like the people involved in that area. Um, yeah. So Mothman, he's he's tall, he's got wings, uh, kind of owl looking. If you if you want to Google any photos, you can just I mean if everything on the first page of Google is going to be uh, different you know renditions of Mothman imagery. Um, so he's kind of owl-like. Uh, people call him like an angel at times, but uh, specifically the calling card is two giant glowing red eyes. Um, that's the like the the thing that you see in the dark, the thing that goes bump in the night. Okay, yeah, I yeah I I went ahead and started googling it. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, if you googled it, I don't know why, but there's a picture of Donald Trump next to the statue of the Mothman in Point Pleasant. I think it's because they have similar posture. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that, but the statue in that photo, that's the, um, that's the monument in Point Pleasant, West Virginia that you can uh, go to. The The town has kind of embraced the, the cryptozoology aspect of this, like very hard. I think they have a Mothman parade now. Um, there's, you know, Mothman, uh, like, uh, shops and stuff you can go into and get, you know, Point Pleasant Mothman-branded stuff. Uh, somebody recently for Christmas got me a mo- – or for my birthday got me a Mothman uh, plushie doll with, like, wings that pop out and, and uh, stuff like that. So so th- this is kind of like the Mickey Mouse of that town. Okay. Um but the so the the interesting part behind a lot of the stories is um, are you familiar with the uh, the Appalachian area in the East Coast? Um, you know, kind of the 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 run of mountains that we have, the things we call out here that are mountains that I know are not nearly as big as the West Coast. Um, sort of like I know of them, but I don't really know of them, I guess. Okay, so so the so the Appalachian this will be important later. Um, the Appalachian area is one of the oldest places on Earth. Um, mm. uh, and it's like you can find um, like fossilized ocean life up in the tops of the mountains because they used to be at the bottom of the ocean, like I think 400 million years ago or something like it's like insanely old area. Right. That is so cool. Yeah. And and because of that specifically, uh, that has kind of marked the areas as this uh, very oil and coal rich area. Um, so as people were as as the Industrial Revolution happened, basically they started setting up these huge coal mines in West Virginia. Um, those coal mines ended up being like very isolated back in the. In, in these like small pockets of humanity across specifically like Western Virginia, uh, which is West Virginia now, uh, mm. the, the state um, down in through like Tennessee and Kentucky and Kentucky. Uh, it runs across the whole eastern seaboard, but the that area specifically is very uh, coal rich. Um, and so what happens when you send small amounts of people off into the woods for long periods of time and those areas don't get developed is uh, you get really, really intense mythologies um, that 
spring up in in from these like small town communities so that area has kind of like like the avengers of cryptids um in in that the 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 stories uh travel town to town there pretty well but didn't get outside as much without being laughed at but anyone who who is from the appalachian mountains knows that it's it's quiet as fuck out there it is like super isolated and they know those woods are scary at night like that's that's where all the the myth comes from it's just it is scary to be in the woods out there at night um so so from there you get this kind of like cavalcade of uh you know misfit cryptids um there's the hobgoblins are like a big thing out there you have um uh bigfoot is is huge out in that area you have um a a couple other you know who's who of like uh there's a version of the jersey devil that exists in that area the jersey devil is kind of like this like half goat half man like the goat man from baltimore but different um, so, so you have these like these really interesting stories of like from mountain people that live generations and generations and generations in these towns that never got bigger than like 500 people. Um, and so as these stories spread and linked from coal mining town to coal mining town, um, the, the mythos started to get tied together. And Mothman um, was the I, I think the the straw that broke the camel's back that that brought this um in into the light of the ufo community and the kind of um transcended humanity community uh the people that are you know that believe that aliens are like 100 real there's multiple races of them that are on our planet it's like the it's like the intellectual cryptid community is what i kind of call it um point pleasant smashed the like the backwoods into the the intellectual into this like weird melting pot of like Mothman uh, is a, is this like omen creature that's somewhat intelligent but not fully, and there's this character that pops up, Indrid Cold, um, and he's kind of like uh, the Men in Black, but not like the movies, you know, the, like the scary version of the Men in Black. Yeah. So he he's linked into that. And please stop me if you have questions at any point. Um, I I'm very like close to a lot of this so sometimes i'll say things that i don't realize need explained no it i do have questions but i'm trying to let you get through what you have to say because i'm afraid that if i ask you a question it's going to be something you were going to explain in like five seconds anyway ah uh, so okay no I i'm understand. just trying to i'm trying yeah 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 no worries uh, well then let me I'll, I'll crest this mountain of information real quick and we can run back over questions so uh the injured cold thing is he's Basically, almost definitely an alien. We're not sure if and I'm going to present this as if this is all true kind of from here on. So just if you don't buy into it, you can at least listen to the story as if it's true. Um, The and I'm not trying to convince you to buy into it by any means either. I just (laughs) I I figured for for the audience uh, so they so they could follow where I'm going here. So Indrid Cold is almost definitely an alien. However, it's kind of debated as if he's he might be closer to what we would call like a some kind of fourth dimensional deity esque character um, in that he can communicate in ways that other cryptids would not like he emails people now. Um, Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, like he he can, <laughs> he can call you. Um, he can call people as you. Uh, he can manifest things uh, into the real world and then pull them out just as quickly as if they passed through our reality. So he's got these like this crazy set of more technologically and higher consciously based powers. So then the question arises like, OK, so what is what is the link between him and Mothman? And I think the the TLDR of of all of that is Indrid Cold is the one operating on the fourth dimension fucking with our world in ways that causes you know domino effects of things to happen Mm -hmm. and anywhere he's going to affect the world with like say a catastrophe uh the mothman creature is attracted to either whatever energy he's putting off or whatever energy is being created from his events something of that nature where um he's kind of like like a uh a fourth dimensional vulture uh kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then the the low the lower creatures in this appalachian uh appalachian kind of um setting like your hobgoblins and your bigfoots and your um uh there's a whole series of like native american um like ghost creatures wendigos and things yeah. like that that exist in this area and, and they all exist together but they're uh they're aware of the mothman when he appears because he's like a apex predator i guess in this setting um but they're not like the the hobgoblins that live in the caves are not aware of like injured cold and all the shit he's doing but it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the outside spectrum of the things that you can't see uh that start with like lowly hobgoblins like you know your base level bad guys in a video game and then work your way up to the boss which is like an injured cold my god i i almost feel like i need to whip out like a spreadsheet or something and like have lines drawn to each other and stuff. Cause obviously I like, I'm, I'm going to be a little confused by all sure. this stuff. Cause you know, there's tons of stuff, tons of fucking information. I have to say though, what he, what I'm just going to call him Cole. Sure. Uh, what he can do. That's like legit kind of terrifying. If yeah. You think about it. If you, and if you, if, especially if like, you know, like I'm doing as you're, as you're talking and you said, you know, you know pretend this is true like i'm actually pretending like that is true and that that's terrifying i don't like that yeah yeah um so it, it, i mean let's let's go from the top down um so injured cold uh i think he 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 first popped up um around this set of uh eyewitness testimonies that came out of point pleasant this is real life right now that i'm talking okay. about so in real life there was this you know, accident that happened and, and the investigators went out and were were asking the people and they that's how they happened upon Mothman. Everyone in the area was like, oh, yeah, Mothman was here. And they were like, who the fuck's Mothman? Um, th- I think the FBI was actually brought in in the actual investigation. Um, so they're they're like they're trying to figure out who this Mothman is, thinking it's like, um, you know, 1960s Batman vigilante kind of thing initially. Mm-hmm. And then as they as they talked to the town they find that like a lot of townspeople have had weird interactions over the over the first like month leading up to the accident um and so some of these interactions were mothman oh this old lady saw two big red eyes in her window at night and scared her and that's the end of the story but Mm -hmm. then as they were talking to people they find out that this uh they called him the grinning man initially um if you 
if you Google injured cold and go to the um, cryptids fandom page, it should be like the first link that pops up um, that you, you can see the sketch that they, that they made of him. And he is, he looks like the joke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so uh, they, Ooh. they start unlocking these stories. Um, uh, and there was a, a guy, uh, I think two, two guys um, that got uh, basically uh, saw him like show up in a spaceship, like an actual uh, UFO sighting. And he had um, a, a metal green suit on when he came out and his smile never left his face the entire time he was talking to them. I think there's I think I found something that said he also never blinked during that. I, I would have to double check that and cite that source. But um, basically it was like it, it was like, what if something was trying to be human? but didn't get the, like the uncanny Valley of it. Mm. Um, so, so the, the, the stories come out at the same time through this investigation. So that's, that's your first link of like how uh, these two got linked together as the FBI were running down um, uh, the FBI and detectives were trying to figure out who this at, like human person was that people are running into and having these strange experiment experiences with um, the, some of the eyewitnesses and other people started talking about the, the men in black showing up Mm -hmm. so that that kind of like linked injured into this you know kind of um ufo world and then injured to the mothman you can start to see the pattern uh of how these stories all got linked together so again this is this is like real life investigations now they never found anybody they never found a mothman um but injured cold uh kind of took off uh as his own thing some people um kind of disassociated from the him from the mothman aspect they were like oh he was he showed up there as a a, as an observer initially but then as as more injured cold stories started to arise especially through the internet um it it was kind of obvious that like he's popping up everywhere and he's capable of doing a lot and uh, if we are to believe the stories and um not only that but uh almost definitely uh he is followed by the mothman and not the other way around Damn. Okay. So, uh, questions on injured cold before I proceed. So, I guess maybe I just don't quite understand his reasoning behind this. Just because he wants to screw things over, like, does he have a set definitive? I get maybe not because you know lore and stuff, but like set reason why he's doing this shit. Like, is there an actual like reason for his being type of thing? I guess I. I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm having a hard time with why the fuck is he doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the, the, uh, it, this is where you kind of get to choose your own canon, right? Mm. Um, depending on how you read the, um, the, the different interactions, uh, the, the way that everyone talks about him is, uh, their interactions have always been negative mm-hmm. with injured cold. There are no positive, injured cold interactions or not none widely accepted Mm. um so so definitely definitely on your on your nine square he's starting at at least neutral and definitely moving more towards the evil side um the his like wants and needs see and this is this is the reason i don't fully buy into either of these worlds of thinking um they're very like egocentric the idea that somebody was doing something in the 1960s that was so important that fourth dimensional beings would show up to our specific planet (laughs) it's like i don't uh, humans are cool 
but I don't think we're that cool. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so so from from there and, and this is why I think the storytelling aspect of it is so much more interesting to me because it's it's about, you know, your your kind of classical characters get slapped on as your pantheon grows. Right. And yeah. Indrid Cold has been slapped with the, you know, um, the the Joker, the chaotic evil, the he doesn't have a plan. It's just all about fucking with people um it, or if not with people then whatever fourth dimensional beings we represent at, in our movement through time um because there, there's this whole other i thought that like ufos are just us in the future coming back to visit ourselves and, and course correct but if you're course correcting there's a reason you're doing that and pe- other beings would want to not want that to happen so that's like not worth getting into unless you want to talk about alien warfare for a minute oh god no <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, okay, so the moth follows him around like he's literally a flame. Mhm. Mhm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. His his motives are uh, essentially unknown. Um. He's he's very known for frightening people for having too much information on people. Um. But his his approach is like so oddly human and oddly human centered that it it just you can tell that he's he's kind of shifted into just like the the you know enemy gallery mm-hmm. uh in all of this okay yeah um I, I, I interesting character there's this series um i think on amazon it was kind of like an indie uh i think it started as a podcast or they were going to do it as a podcast and decided to film it but they they wrote they 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 did this big investigation and they took down a lot of lore and then they were going to do like a um paranormal investigator style show but a Mm. dramatized one where it's like you know it's not real um and they so they did two seasons of that and they went really deep in on the injured cold aspect they i think they did the best job of like selling him as a character that you can process um because in the in the first season they're getting emails from this um uh this character who is then later revealed to be injured cold and as soon as they figure out who it is he stops emailing them and starts contacting them through like paranormal ways uh to like prove you know his his entity ship um yeah. it's called hellier for anyone listening if that sounds interesting to you it's uh, it, uh, it it was like one of those um i don't know about you through covid i had this period of like three months where i just stayed up till four o'clock in the morning all the time um not that I was going anywhere or doing anything. I was just staying up late. So yeah. I was just finding stuff to fill my time. Oh, yeah. No, I've watched so much crap that I probably would not have otherwise watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's something about, like, o- being overexposed to it for so long that it wraps you back around to, yeah, I'll, I'll just hit play on this, I guess. Like, if I don't like it, I'll turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Um that one ended up catching my uh, my interest though, and I, I stuck it out. I think it's like I think it's like 13 hours total. Um, uh, the, the the episodes are like an hour long each, and I think there's like six in the first one, and then eight or nine in the second one. But it like it was just it was uh, one of those really cool like oh this is a really cool idea for a thing that like if it had a budget would would be like the new X Files. Okay. Um, yeah, so so dropping down the the power list then brings us back to Mothman. Um, yes. I I'm th- there's a lot there, so there's a lot of like 
really bad documentaries out there about Mothman. And I, I, I think it's about time someone from that area did a proper deep dive on it because some, someone from the outside being interested in it is, is fun. Having grown up in that area and that being like a story that was told uh, to you, like, like there's this, there's this idea where I'm from that like, if you're out in the woods and especially if it's like dusk or later, if Mm -hmm. you hear weird whistling or hear someone calling a name, you're supposed to just uh, calmly head exactly back the way you were going and go straight back home. Um, That's just a thing they, they tell you when you live in in these areas Mm -hmm. and, and it's born out of these stories. But in reality, like there are like bears and mountain lions and, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of a mountain lion scream that it's it's insanely terrifying and no, it sounds alien. Oh, I, I didn't even know they could do that. Mountain lions and uh, cougars out west have they sound like a woman being violently murdered when See, they I grew, scream. I, I grew up around cougars and stuff like I, I've always but I unless it's some sort of repressed memory or something i don't ever recall them screaming like that but if i almost feel like though if i did hear the something like that like especially as a young kid and stuff like that would be something that would be stuck with me i'd be scared shitless like oh yeah oh god (laughs) oh that's like if you go to (laughs) i went to youtube to, to grab a video for you um literally the the first thing when you type in mountain lion is mountain lion scream. Um, you this one's I, I've watched this one before. You can hear it out in the distance. It just it sounds like a woman being murdered. Um, and imagine being alone in the woods and then hearing that. It's like there's at least two more people out here than me is what it feels like. Grew up around woods and stuff. Family big hunters. Uh, also lived in very secluded areas. Lots of wild animals and stuff. I I don't know. I kind of wish that I grew up with things like what you did like you know if you hear this or something like that like you know go back to safety and stuff the most i ever got was how to tell freaking snakes apart right <laughs> i don't know That's i funny. i was also watching um darkness falls and i was tell, telling ulrich that it that the idea to me growing up somewhere and one of your myths is or one of your you know scary lures that you tell your children and stuff like that is like you know um when the tooth fairy comes make sure you don't look at her or anything like that and the idea of you know being told you know if walking alone in the woods at night and you're screaming calling your name or anything like that turn the fuck around and head back home and stuff and the idea is creepy to me it gives me goosebumps to think about and it's i don't know I'll I'll do you I'll do you one better on that uh, along those lines. Um, so so the hobgoblins that I mentioned before, um, that uh, just that set of stories and there's there's a whole section of YouTube dedicated to them. Um, so so hobgoblins are kind of like vaguely I'm I'm trying to think the the best way they're like they're kind of like an orc they're like uh like a like the Lord of the Rings uh version of like like the dumb orcs, the ones that like don't talk. They just kind of like grunt, but they're capable of, you know, like listening and taking orders and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the hobgoblins are, they're like, they're kind of like little pack hunters. They're like vaguely sapien kind of reptilian. Um, depending on some people's descriptions, they look straight up like gray aliens. Um, 
but they're 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 basically like you know these little little haunts that live out in the in the caves in West Virginia and depending on where especially if you're in Appalachian West Virginia um the whole state is a is a very varied state overall but in in Appalachia it's like like t- like tall mountains you know like uh, h- hundreds to th- uh thousands of feet of mm-hmm. um you know uh height on them and so da- all the towns are built down in in the valleys between them so you as you crest through like a chunk of mountains you'll see a little town like way 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 down below you and the the highways kind of like skirt the tops of the mountains through through that area so um basically as soon as you get off a highway you're headed into like non-interstate back roads forever there's no there's not a ton of interstates Mm -hmm. in that area which is why so much of west virginia is so poor um, the infrastructure was not sent out there, so there. Uh, that's why a lot of the the small towns ended up having like crumbling infrastructure and um, lack of new workers. And and then as the coal mines closed up, it just kind of fucked the state, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how that's how it goes. But anyways, the the hobgoblins are this story that like um, it, it's it, they're kind of like a a, a catch all story where. Uh, like if you if you left something outside overnight and it disappeared, a hobgoblin took took it. Like that's that's the guaranteed. Like no, that that's the first thing somebody's gonna say. Oh, one of the goblins took it. Uh-huh. Um, you'll never see that again because they they like trinkets, they like things, they like items. It, um, it sounds a lot like uh, fairies and stuff. Like I, very, I grew up with fairies. Yeah, very very similar. I actually I think some I I think I've heard some people like refer to them as being like like the more evil fairy uh type um but they mm. they're like they're group hunters and there's tons of stories uh and and I, by tons i mean like thousands across the state of one-off uh one night um standoffs with uh, like groups of hobgoblins and single families and and it's this story that it's always the same the somebody's out too late a pet gets hurt or something like that and they, they're outside too late and the hobgoblins kept catch sight of them and find out where your house is because that that's what you know you're they're 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 not supposed to figure out where you live mm. um because then they they can like you know uh fuck with you so if they okay. can if they can find the line from their cave to your house you're fucked and so they they every story some some pet gets hurt some kid gets hurt something like that they're out too late uh, they're attracted back to the house as the, you know, dad goes out to search or, or, or older brother goes out to search or, or whoever. Um, and they get brought back and the the house holds up with their guns and kill uh, as many hobgoblins as they can. Mm-hmm. And then so the hobgoblins and the families will have their their standoff across the night. It always lasts up until the dawn because they they can't be out in the sun. And um, at dawn every family packs up and leaves mm. because, and, and it's always a, a, a small family. And there's so many of these stories that um, the West Virginia state government decided to open an official investigation on hobgoblins and found nothing except for the exact same story repeated a bunch of times across the state. Interesting. Now, if I were to venture out into the cryptid world and believe in a cryptid, Bigfoot's a little too big for me to believe, but small mm-hmm. cave dwelling little golem creatures, some version of a, you know, like cave. A- uh, have you seen The Descent before? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, those are basically hot, like the closest thing to Hobgoblin, except for they're like twice as tall. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, those are those are basically Hobgoblins. They live in caves, they eat people and, and animals and stuff, and they're kind of intelligent, but not fully. That's exactly, exactly what you're looking for in a Hobgoblin story. Um, yeah, uh, I, they're, they're super interesting. But the, the thing that's always killed me is that the stories are all the same. Like, there's a million different bigfoot stories up to and including i had sex with bigfoot oh god no (laughs) but like hobgoblins nope same story small family shootout with hobgoblins nobody died people did get injured though and they always pack up and leave and then because what else are you supposed to do like if you already know the hobgoblin myth and now you know they know where you live uh you have to to flee like yeah okay so we're, we seem to be talking about quite a bit of this, and I have, I'm have i just kind of thinking back to the very little I know. I want your opinion on the blue, the blue pants. I don't know what they're called, but I want your opinion on the blue pants, and I want your opinion on... Now, I'm from Idaho, and Ulrich is from Idaho, too, and we have the hardest time believing that there's a fuzzy Loch Ness monster living in one of our lakes. <laughs> okay. I want your opinion on those two <laughs> okay so so the blue pants you mean the uh the fresno nightcrawler right uh i don't know all i know is it's a it's it's, pair it's that of video pants, of a pair of pants like walking around in a driveway and i guess there's a dude in it in stilettos no uh ulrich's laughing in the background i'm butchering this so bad i guess it's like a pair of pants a head and that's it yeah 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 okay yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um so those have been like fully debunked. I I think even um uh, uh Captain Disillusion did an episode on YouTube about them, if I recall correctly. If not him, mm. somebody in that area. Those have been like fully debunked. It's just really fun CGI work, is all that okay. is. Okay. Um, I love. If more cryptids were like that, though, that would be like my favorite thing. Just like <laughs> I love oddly shaped creatures and like weird yeah. alien design. Like gray aliens are too human for me. I'm like I I want something like um like Dex from Attack of the Clones, just like a four armed fish headed yeah. man. Like that's way more fun to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm, so, I'm glad that those are those aren't quote unquote real. That's stupid. I mean, yeah, and and like it it's done so well that your brain allows you to believe it, and I I find that aspect really interesting. Mhm. All right, fuzzy Loch Ness monster. The I I'm man. <laughs> okay. I might I might have to do some backtracking before I can get back to the point that I want <laughs> to make. Um. Okay, so because I'm from West Virginia, I come out of a very culty fundamentalist christian background Mm -hmm. uh those are not beliefs that i hold anymore in almost any way um but because of that i was raised uh very fundamentalist and when i say that every nobody really believes me until i tell them i was homeschooled the whole way through uh kindergarten through uh um senior year high school Mm -hmm. and on top of that was in church all the time um, during the 90s, which anybody that grew up in the 90s in church knows that was like burn your Pokemon cards. They are of the devil. 
era of Christianity. Oh, they were okay. they were not fucking around back then. It okay. was like it was the post 80s um uh Satanism scare. And so they wanted the 90s to be like that's where Dare came from back in the 90s. Uh that was born uh-huh. out of uh, fundamentalist Christians. Um uh, a lot of the that kind of stuff it was you know that post Reagan like continuing the Reagan hurrah the people that would eventually become Trump followers. Um sorry that's just the way the history tracks y'all. Um <laughs> so from that uh, the the point I'm trying to make is that there was this I didn't I wasn't taught real science growing up mm-hmm. I was taught Christian science which is the Earth is six thousand years old and the um like the God built the galaxy like the the universe around the Earth so the Earth is the middle of the universe even if it's not the like center of our galaxy mm-hmm. um, dinosaurs uh lived like with us and were on the ark of Noah fame. Um, that kind of stuff is what was taught to me. And we had this guy, uh, called Dr. Dino Kent Hovind is his, is his real name. He went to prison for tax evasion. Uh, by the way, he was a con man. I want to start Mm -hmm. with that because when I tell you that I watched eight hours of VHS tapes on this man's cuckoo Christian science, uh, multiple times in my childhood because I loved all of it because it like captured the imagination. Like, yes, I could have had a dinosaur as a pet. That was an option in Christian world. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so he had this series of tapes and the final tape is all about dinosaurs that are still alive today. Mm-hmm. I E the Loch Ness monster. He believes is a hundred percent a living, a plesiosaur. Uh, he thinks that there's a brachiosaur that lives in this um, place in the Congo. That's uh, hard to access. He thinks that the Amazon river still has um, megalodons and uh, uh, Titana, boas and giant crocodiles, like, like dinosaur sized crocodiles in it. Yeah. Uh, he's got some crazy, crazy, crazy cuckoo theories, but his, uh, uh, this is how plesiosaurs could have lived this long theory. Um, he, he pointed out all the different places that have plesiosaur stories, Loch Ness being the most famous. You have, um, Champy, the Lake Champlain monster that's been uh, documented yeah. before. Um, this, uh, this one from Idaho is new to me. I've never heard of it, but, uh, this is where I'm arriving at my point. The, I love the idea and I'm not, that's like one of the few cryptid things I'm not totally unsold on. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 waters of these areas are so deep and like so unexplorable, they may as well be ocean, and mm-hmm. we've only explored like three percent of our ocean. So the idea of some kind of dinosaur descendant surviving even through evolution um, to the, to this day, yeah, that tracks for me. Like I I I can't not believe that that's at least to some degree possible. I know there's like. I don't know. A part of me, a large part of me definitely goes, yeah, no, none of this is obviously real. Like it's, it's all made upon, you know, rumors and just stories that have grown and stuff like that. But there's always a small part of me that kind of wonders and I guess kind of hopes that some of this stuff is real. Like I want the possibility of it to be real. I like the idea that it could be real, but I lean so heavy in science sometimes that it's really hard for me to logically be like, yeah, no, there's 
there's still dinosaurs and stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally see you on that. I think the only thing that popped out for me, I have, I, I know I said I did not learn real science. I did not. I have since learned real science. I did have to go to real college and play a <laughs> bunch of catch up. Um, so I have since learned the science. But um, the, the thing that stands out to me is um, I think crocodiles and alligators and uh, sharks are two species that um, they're like, ancient um fossil record ancestors look vaguely still similar like yes um not a lot has changed especially in aquatic life um that you know and and it's kind of the same for 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 land animals as well we've kind of figured out uh and evolved into how to move around on land they have evolved in how to move around underwater in the various ways so when i see things like you know megalodon on the record and ancient uh alligators that would have been alive during the jurassic period that look shockingly similar to our alligators i'm like i don't know i uh, there's enough food in the ocean that even after the crater was created on earth from the meteor and killed off the dinosaurs there could have been some water dinosaurs that could have survived and moved and you know migrated away from from bad stuff uh, and just stayed hidden enough to not be found uh it's not it's 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 a not a it's a it's a it's a non-zero number that I believe it. I'll put it that way. I'm trying to try to figure out the correct mathematical term. It is a non-zero number that I believe that that could have happened. No, I and I agree with you on that too because there, yes, the ocean. We we have not even maybe we've just begun to scrape the surface of what the fuck is in our fucking ocean and how deep it goes and everything <laughs> right. fucking under there. And that's where my tryptophobia comes from. Like it, it terrifies me. I can't be in water. I can't see my own feet down in. Um, but there, cause you know, I also believe, and I also know that there are places on this earth we haven't fucking explored. There are so many secrets still oh, yeah. fucking out there. In areas that we can't get to, like that fucking island with all those natives that fucking kill everybody that even so-called, <laughs> even, like, looks a binocular eye at them. Like, come on, like, and, Ama- and the Amazon, like, aren't there still unrecorded and unfound things in the Amazon and stuff, too? Oh, like, who, the, the, who, who the fuck really knows? Yeah, the Amazon is the one that, like, for, for as much of it that we have destroyed as humans, there's still so much left. And specifically, the Amazon River, it is, like over a mile deep in some places a river that is over a mile deep that's and and there's got to be stuff down there at the bottom like there's got to be okay yes there is stuff down there and just the idea of that gives me goosebumps oh yeah deep water uh, what is it (laughs) thalassophobia um yeah Yeah, not tryptophobia why did i say that well i have tripophobia as well that's the fear of um small patterned holes um sorry for me specifically it's on human bodies um i can i can deal with like the flower versions of it usually but yeah um trypophobia is also on my list but yeah uh thalassophobia that's like i'm the same way there's this there was this stupid tv show on nbc back in the mid 2000s about what if there was a bunch of plesiosaurs left underwater but they're Mm -hmm. like they're huge now because of radiation or something like that. Um, Mm. But uh, there's this shot of a cruise ship getting uh, eaten by a giant mouth coming up out of the water, a mouth big enough to like 
you know, chomp a whole cruise ship. And just the way they did the CGI in the shot, the show was stupid, but that one shot was like, you wouldn't even know you were going to get swallowed. That's no. so fucking frightening. Oh, isn't that like kind of in the same vein as the Kraken, though, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, just yeah. Giant fucking t- tentacles coming at you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I, I, I have to give the people who can be out onto onto the sea doing their fishing, all sorts of fucking shit, especially ones in like the big. Like I I've seen. Videos of like these. Big, you know, fishing boat is underwater and somehow they still pop back the fuck up and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's another Saturday. It's like, no, bitch, I would be dead. (laughs) There's no way. I, I, I have always, to give everybody the biggest props. I, I always, as a kid, I wanted to be an Alaskan, um, uh, an Alaskan king crab fisherman because uh, I because I saw the deadliest catch. Um, and then the first time I was out like over big open ocean, I was like, nope, this is not the place for me. I'm I'm I, I need a great big boat that I can hide in the middle of to not have to think about it if I'm going to do it at all. No, I li- I live on the west coast and. When I cross certain bridges, I can look out and I see I see nothing. It's just water and sky, and it creeps me out. There, yeah. I will probably never be able to go into that water. Like the deepest I've ever gone is maybe up to my calf. Yeah. Now I can do like lakes and bays and and like you know areas that I like I I could conceivably swim to shore. I'm I'm a pretty good swimmer overall, just from mm-hmm. having worked at a pool but like the yeah out in the ocean that's that's where it gets a little iffy for sure <laughs> okay i honestly can keep talking about this i like i was i love learning new things and all of this like i and especially now that i know i i know i oh my god what am i trying to say <laughs> <laughs> because i know that you like this shit too i literally just want to sit here and talk about this but i can't have to think about ending this now so we originally were talking about mothband is there any bulletin points or like you know conclusion points you want to end it with no so yeah i guess just the the like the the last point i wanted to make about mothman was kind of its its launch into the 21st century um i mentioned it uh earlier um there was this somebody tweeted and i i almost want to take claim for it but I'd, i'm not 100 percent. but somebody had tweeted something something along the lines of like the mothman is real and he's dummy thick something along those lines just like it, it's a very funny thing and it turned into this meme format that was like the mothman is real and then this like non sequitur into another thing and they all ended up just being like very sexual and very like um it reminded me of those like terrible Amazon erotica novels that that are like you know uh, oh, I God, had sex yeah. with a T Rex you know like, <laughs> yeah stuff like that. Um, that's a fun rabbit hole for anybody who doesn't know. There's a weird erotica section in uh, Amazon that is worth every ounce of your time that you're willing to pour into it. Um, <laughs> but my my poor Mothman, who you know is this like terrifying creature of the night that I grew up knowing him as seeing him get sexualized like this. uh, I was like, this is this. I I hated it at first, but then it got so silly and so much fun that I just fully bought into it to, to the degree that like I've watched it push into this like um, LGBTQ plus ally area where it's like, 
the Mothman is Polly and he respects all of his relationships and his partner's relationships. And I'm like, this is just, it's wholesome now. Like it's, it's fully evolved into this thing. And, and so it, it used to be like, I didn't like talking to people who weren't from where I was about Mothman because it, it was always just like, Oh, you're silly for believing in that. Uh, and like propagating the story kind of thing. And I, so I rejected it from being part of my personality. And now like, uh, now that it's had this moment in the sun, I've like embraced it more into, yes, you know what? I am from West Virginia and I do know about Mothman. And let me tell you the, the gospel real quick. That is so cool. I, I am very pleased and I'm so excited and I'm probably going to be chatting Ulrich's ear off about everything we talked about. But I am so glad that this is what you wanted to discuss. It was, I don't know, very enlightening. I still, I don't know. I don't want to say I still think y'all are are crazy, but, you know, y'all are crazy. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I, I 100% understand and receive that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's that's just what happens to you when you grow up out in the woods. You know, it's a it's a different um definitely a different environment than than any of the cities that I've lived in. I, it, to some degree, um it has made cities less scary to me. I I went to New York City for the first time recently and you know, you hear all the stories and like especially if you're into true crime at all, you know how bad it was back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And so going there, I had this like looming like this is a dangerous place to go, and it probably almost definitely is in some ways, but I was more comfortable walking around there knowing that everything was man-made than when I like go to my parents and go off exploring in the woods not 100% knowing, you know, exactly how things are going to go. Um, every single, cause like I've had my own experiences out in the woods, just, you know, getting, getting spooked by stuff, getting scared by stuff, mm-hmm. uh, that all of that adds into the overall experience. Uh, especially if, you know, if you, if you're out with a flashlight, like a stupid idiot and you f- get some eye shine off of a, an owl, that's a little oh, closer than you anticipated, that's going to look exactly like Mothman. Like that's just yeah. that, that, uh, I, I think, um, there was a YouTube channel, Armored Skeptic, that uh, did a deep dive on Mothman, and I think he figured out that it was some kind of um, migrating crane that it like most likely was in a lot of the sightings that um, specifically touched down in that area because of a uh, plant species that lived around there. So it's like part of its assigned uh, flight path, and that's why there's like sightings during certain times of year. That's kind of cool. besides, kind of besides the point, but you know that. All of that adds into this like really rich backstory and lore that I enjoy a lot enough to the point that if I do go out camping or something like that, I'm still like a little extra aware and 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 I'm a little more scared out there than I am in a in a big city at night. Yeah. All right. Well, I absolutely enjoyed this topic. Please let everybody know where they can find you. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, if you'd like to chat about all things Mothman or <laughs> cryptids or um, growing up in a weird culty area of the world, I'm at Seth X Decker on Twitter. Um, I also host uh, my own podcast called The Film Rescue Show, where we take a movie and pitch new versions of it. I know Ulrich's been on a few times. We got to get you on Film Rescue sometime. I know. I Ulrich has told me that I have some good, quote unquote, some good ideas for some movies and stuff. And he says that I should get on there, but 
I don't know. Maybe I will. I just, I have a hard time articulating my words and thoughts sometimes. If you probably couldn't have, you know, pulled. No, no, no worries on that front. We, we kind of, um, we, if, if you have an idea, we, we, the second half of the podcast, we open it up into like a writer's room of like, all right, here's my idea. How do we fix the movie with this? And Hmm. so, uh, part of, part of that journey is like, Hey, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but let's figure it out. And, and, uh, you know, kind of parsing the ideas out. I think that's, that's half the fun is like not knowing what the idea is and then kind of, uh, uncovering it along the way. Okay. Yeah, no, I am totally down for that. Okay. I think I think so, that's all I had to plug. Okay. Well, then, my listeners, I will leave you with horror tip number 2,678. Did you hear that noise? No, you didn't. You should probably walk away. <laughs> <laughs>